Hello and welcome to Phil and Nonsense. This is a Scottish podcast discussing and debating all current events, the age-old questions while honestly being inequipped to do so. So it's by myself, Danny, and with Dale and Kenny. Elliot can't join us tonight, which is very sad. We're all crying little baby tears. <laughs> but it's okay, he will be back. He hasn't gone forever, we promise. So, tonight I'm actually going to hand it over uh, to Kenny, who is the host for this week, on a quite touchy topic. Mm. Almost a... Uh, out of this world I'm quite scared I'm like, I'm actually really quite scared for this yep please please don't stab us um, anyone non-specific <laughs> <laughs> over to you Kerry over to oh you oh my god justifiably nervous now <laughs> hold on to your seats say a few Hail Marys yep because uh, we're delving seats. we're delving into religion tonight boyos it was gonna happen Inevitably. Inevitably. Um, God, well, it's, gonna... it's, it's scary. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit, little bit bum-clenched. It's just one of those people hold their beliefs so close to their very own little hearts, don't they? They do, yeah. They're very serious about what they believe in. They're, they're, they're quite, they take this religion thing seriously, like mm. beliefs and going to church and all that stuff, you know. My horns are slowly growing out of my head as this like continues. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I've been trying to figure out how to get them started for ages. <laughs> I'm like the guy in Fable. I keep doing bad shit, no and my happened. horns are just no coming out. <laughs> they glow in eyes, no nothing. No, what's that all about? Let's try to get the horn. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna delve right into the first question, which yeah. I think I feel like it opens things up with a lovely, jovely open question, which right. I'm gonna. Pelt right over to Daily C to start off. I'll um, receive the pelt. Pelted receive. Um, <laughs> question one. <laughs> I just imagine the ceremony now is like this grand thing of the peltage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining like a don't know like a bear skin or something like that. It's gonna be Skyrim. You're just like running about the peltage. Aye. Um, so, Dale, what's your opinion on religion? My, this, I always like go from one end to the other. There's like 50% of me which fucking really hates it. And I'll just get that straight off the bat. Mm. It's, I think we could have been. a strong feeling. (laughs) We could have been a lot better without it Mm. in a lot of cases because I think it's held us back as a race and for quite a fucking number of years. Mm. Like the dark ages happened because of it. They just didn't need to happen. It was a load of bullshit. But there's another half of me as well that absolutely loves it because I think it's a good way of life. Yeah. If you follow religion and you follow it properly and what it's meant to be for, I think it teaches you just to live a good, clean, easy-gone life. And it teaches you good morals as well. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting into that soon. Mm. But aye, it's a it's a touchy subject to me because I don't really know which way I'm going in aye. weird ways. But most of the time, you're only ever exposed to the bad stuff, aren't you? Especially through the yeah. media, you're always like, oh, they're trying to steer you one way, or they're trying to steer you the other, so... Quite a lot of people in your community obviously follow certain religions, and most of the time, yeah. it's people who are right in your front doorstep that follow, like, a religion pretty strictly. The Mormons. Aye. And they, they're the ones that help you every single day, but you never really think about it. <laughs> but it's hard, because, like I was saying, like you're looking at papers and you're like, fucking hell, this has happened again there's another attack or there's something mm. and it, most of the time it is religion driven or religiously driven and it's quite mm. it's quite hard not to shy away from that and be like 
right, it's quite hard not to see religion as a bad thing, but overall, I think, I see it as a good thing. Mm. What's, overall. What's your opinion on religion, Danny? What it is, why it is um, religion, what is it? What's your opinion? My opinion is, I think for the most part, religion's a good thing. I think where religion tends to fall flat on its arse is when it's the controlling factors of it are become flawed through humanity. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, whether it's religion or whether it's something else, is power absolutely corrupts. Um, and when people get into positions of power, that's when shit happens. And then looking at that, you can look back in history and see so many bad things and granted like religion is tacked onto that they wouldn't have gotten that position without religion being a thing because mm. say it's a priest um, or something like that has got to a position um, of absolute power um, and we all kind of know what kind of shit can happen there like they are and can be influential <coughs> people but I think most religions, when you look at the kind of the core beliefs of them and the core set of rules, they're actually they're just quite simply trying to put that treat people with kindness. You know, don't screw folk over if you know, just turn you know, turn the other cheek even if they're an absolute bastards or not. It's just it's almost like in ways and I know we'll get on to this, it's like rules within society uh, to try and just kind of keep people on the straight and narrow um, and obviously religion's moulded into loads of different things and um, from where there may have been certain aspects of it but I think religion itself in its purest form it can be so beneficial for a lot of people and yeah. I'm not religious myself but you know it's like you hear about people that have been on the absolute brink and have turned their life around even today and quite a atheist society and if you are going through rehab the whole model of rehab is still set up on religious principles and I remember listening to a Russell Brand podcast and he was talking about that um, and all the things that you have to do and it's all based around kind of religious beliefs and ethics and he himself isn't not that I'm putting words in his mouth but he's not in necessarily a religious person he has a doctrine of beliefs and mm-hmm. um, he doesn't follow um, kind of any mainstream religion or anything like that but, ask. but he is you know he is devote to this uh, the rules that he's went through in rehab and I can't remember he was <coughs> now he's been clean and turned his uh, life around so it's I've kind of I'm on the same page as Dale it's, it is, it's kind of 50-50 I don't think it should be 50-50 because usually the examples that you will see in the news of there's been a religious fueled attack and in this day and age that tends to have connotations from a certain religion but we can go back a couple hundred years and the religious great uh, terrorist attacks were things like the Crusades and all that sort of stuff as well so it's like shit has hit the fan in the name of religion but it's not like the book um, of certain religions are saying some certain religions are saying go out and uh, kill and attack these people mm-hmm. most of them are just preaching sound neighbourly kind of advice and kind of good vibes 
So it's really just the, the manipulator behind the booger. I mean, there was a time until very recently where the majority of people couldn't read or write. So it's, yeah, the person behind, so this, the preacher who could read because pro of religion taught, they were kind of the first starters of schools and teaching people how to read and write because that is, um, that was kind of one of the key things for them. But it meant that their interpretation of the Bible through their own view, um, they preach to whoever was in front of them. doesn't mean that their uh, interpretation of the Bible or any um, kind of religious text is correct. It's their interpretation of that. But the problem is there was a point in time where people's only way of learning about the Bible was going to church yeah, on a maybe. Sunday or going to a mosque or a synagogue or anything like that and just being told the word of God through um, this religious kind of icon, leader, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so in that way, it's like really the percentage of bad I am in religion shouldn't be 50% of me. It should only be 5 or 10 because it's isolated cases of extreme groups. Um, yeah. Maybe in this day and age, maybe nowadays, I think back more closer to the origin, there was maybe more wrongdoing in, in the name of whatever scripture. But yeah. But yeah. I'm no doubt going um, to that. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for question one, I, I'll maybe take things in slightly different direction to you boys, but um, my opinion on religion, I think I, I was going from the angle of what do I think religion is or um, what it was or why it is or why it was. Um, I feel that religion was maybe um, the first or earliest that we that I, that I can see form of like politics or a catalyst to politics and society like it's you history shows in different cultures um, show that like historically you've got a leader and we'll probably all agree that like way back it was more most places were were quite heavily like it was it was more dictated what went on rather than there wasn't there wasn't as much democracy mm -hmm. there was sort of a leader that said this is what happens these are absolutely the rules and religion was almost like the reason to follow them wasn't it it was like if you do obey these rules the rewards eternal life forever and in, in a wonderful place or if you don't you burn forever yeah. somewhere horrible I feel like it was maybe a catalyst to um, larger numbers of people living together with the same goal and the same objective getting people to work together I think I think it brought it might have helped bring civilization because I, I, I really enjoyed and I know that I'm referencing something that's a story but I really enjoyed the depiction of like the the Viking king that Ragnar um, has his meetings with that um, the English king um, I think it was Edward King Billy um, Big King Billy <laughs> I believe he sits <laughs> on the wall <laughs> they through meeting each other and they were uh, they were so um, sure that they were right within their religious beliefs because it was the only one that they'd come across obviously they hadn't encountered these new civilizations, and through meeting each other um and realizing that there was two, they were like, "No, nah, you're completely wrong. This is the 
this is the crack, this is the god, and these are the rules, they both decided that neither of them could be right. Both of them could be wrong. Do you know what I mean? Because they were both so strongly, they realised that the only truth could be that they were either, that they were probably both wrong. And, they, and as they continued on with their cultures and their societies, they pretended to believe the things that they believed to keep their civilization on check and to keep them uh, stable. That's what I, I was going to say as well. Like politics and religion mixed together is just aye. a different fucking ball game. I don't yeah. think like it's that's a, when it becomes either a really really good thing yeah. or a really really fucking bad thing. I don't <laughs> think it's a coincidence though, because I mean this is just what I've read. Um, it is. I am referencing sapiens with that, Danny. Yeah, but what this, what I've read historically in all cultures is an example of these are the rules and and this is why you need to obey them and the, the, the religions what they usually refer <laughs> to for punishment you're being punished because of this and this yeah. is a consequence I think like I, I think religions uh, it, it probably still to this day is probably a huge catalyst to um, society and people having like a, a together mindset mm-hmm. do you know what I find a bit strange about I mean only well I'm going, when I'm trying to remember when it was, it was a, so about three, four hundred AD, or whatever the equivalent of AD is now, um, like, because there was a point in time where there were so many different religions, even within um, one state or one nation, so example we use is Rome, um, yeah. and obviously the Romans spread out, and there was a time, same with the Greeks, something like that, is they had multiple gods depending on what was a preference to them. So things, you know, it's like pray to, say, the sun god for a good harvest and good weather, you prayed for this god of Jupiter, god of war, you know, to win your battles, all that sort of thing. But because there were so many different gods for anything, hmm. is this was a, a time where religious war was a bit unheard of because it wasn't like I've got my gods and these are the only gods it's because you had to, everyone had so many and there was such a diverse amount um, of gods even going from city to city depending on their preference as people were more accepting of other religions what kind of kicked it over um, and this is what I find and I'm sure, and I know we'll get into it is with some religions is there was kind of a change of tactic um, or change of belief I'll not say tactic but to one singular god and that's when it became contentious is because there's one forget all your multiple deities and your, your gods for certain things no 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 you're all wrong because there's one almighty god and this isn't just in Christianity this is in Judaism this is in Islam um, and those three well, um, well Islam and Christianity are the two largest religions on the planet mm-hmm. and but these religions and one of the reasons especially Christianity grew um, to the size that it has become is because Christianity um, was kind of rooted within the Roman Empire that they may had actually made the decision to get rid of all the gods and just to have one, like to switch Christianity, it was the Council of Nicaea or something like that, mm-hmm. um, where the Roman Emperor 
essentially agreed a version of the Bible that we now know. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the st and they picked and chose the, the bits that they wanted in, and they suddenly went this. And it, bear in mind, this was three, four hundred years after the death of, according to the Bible, Jesus Christ. Um, but they decided this is how it happened, and this mm -hmm. is now the religion that we are going to put on across um, the Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, but again, that was political. Yeah. You know, that was to rally, get everybody throughout. And this is why we've got things like, so see... And then all of a sudden, every, that everyone's on board with that now. That's fascinating, that's, isn't it? It's like, that's yeah. what blows my mind. How can you just, like, one day just be like, Nah, these gods didn't exist anymore. Yeah, I want yeah. this to happen. Now. So it's as yeah. simple as the leader, the leader or the dictator or the ruler of the society says, yeah. "This is the crack," yeah. and then that's what's heard of now. That's what happens. Yeah. That's how religion and politics just, I think, have always kind of were tied together. It's fascinating stuff. But you've well, seen it in Scotland as well, though, with the Glencoe massacre. Like they yeah. wanted everybody to be what was it? Scotland was predominantly Catholic mm -hmm. and then the King England was obviously Protestant was they were wanting everybody to be that that was it that was their bread and butter they wanted it to happen so that's what they were pushing up here and then they basically just decided to send a message and just kill a whole clan and just yeah. walk in and just decimate a whole clan and one night it was like they sent the troops up they slept with them for what was it two weeks mm -hmm. in their houses they were feeding them this clan that they were obviously meant to kill and then on the day they got they got the message and it was like right you need to kill every single one of them now Just when they sleep Just went for Just that's how like it can kind of a double-edged sword yeah it's like one it can be a really good thing but it can be a really bad thing at but, the same time well see that's where i think we get the political and religion mixed together and it's almost as if i don't think they should be treated as one because the whole reason that that switch happened i think it was king Oh, King James the Fourth, or where? No, maybe not. It was a guy. It was a guy that had multiple wives that kept cutting the heads off. Um, I'm sure. Oh, right. um, I remember but, that story. Yeah. I, 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 I remember that story like vaguely. Yeah. But basically, what it was like, it might not be that king, but there was up until that point, every royal king, um, and I believe it was throughout the majority of Europe, um wasn't recognised until the Pope mm -hmm. officially recognised them. Fire any go for a tinny, mate. Tinny, tinny, tinny. Tinny, tinny, tinny. Uh. Beautiful. Ding, ding, ding. It's a beautiful noise. Um, the Pope had to sign off to make it a legitimate uh, region saying that it would, they were the king or queen. Um, and that's how there was always ties. Um, and even within Robert the Bruce had to get... Um, Tickety booed by the Pope at the time. <laughs> Tickety booed. Um, just imagine like in a wee office, rocks up, and the Pope just like rubber stamps. It's like a file. Tickety boo. Tickety boo. There you are, big Brucey. Off you go. Right, Rab, on your travels. Um, but th that changed, and this is kind of where um, the could move within the UK to Protestantism um, was because one king. One, I'm sure it was wanted a divorce, which was, a, it was a sin um, for being Catholic. Obviously, the Pope wouldn't uh, then commit the sin. Was it the first divorce? Was it? Was, was or did it go down? I'm not. I'm was not that sure. The record, like the first divorce ever, or something like that. I'm not. I'm not sure which 
one it was because I'm sure that's why they killed him is if I think he thought that was the get out clause or something <laughs> shit I don't know um, that bit I'm not going to find in the detail but that was well, I was like well fuck you we're starting our own one <laughs> and that's kind of where Protestantism came from and it, um, I mean that's so much from that that see that wasn't a religious thing that caused then that massacre that was a person going nah it doesn't suit my that doesn't suit me anymore so we're going to change the religious beliefs in this country so I can get my hold with the other person and still be called king. Yeah. yeah. And that's... So if it goes, it goes against yeah. the moral objectivity yeah. that, that, that they're supposed to kind of abide by. like. But yeah. Uh, you, read, you read that Bible and um, I would absolutely say, I mean, if they were sticking you're to You're supposed rules, to totally go with it, aren't you? Aye, you're like, aye. If, you, if, you, if that was the code... Of morals, you might argue he was smitten. I mean, I mean, he was probably just like or smited. I don't <laughs> know what. Is it nightclub? He's spotted me. Smite me. Oh, well, we move on to numero doso. We probably yeah. should. Probably should. <laughs> uh. um, cool. Well, I guess we're moving back towards modern times now with this question, Daily C. Why do you think people still? Why do you think people still choose religion in this day and age, given that nowadays, in ninety nine percent of cultures, it is it is a choice. People still still choose religion. I think for a lot of people, when they're reading, um, especially the Bible and that as well, it's like your personal depiction of what's happening in the book, and you can like read these lines. So you read the lines of certain stories or whatever. Like I, I put my hands up and say I've never read the Bible. I've never, I've never sat here and read even a part of the Bible or anything like that. So it's quite, it's quite a cheek that I'm even <laughs> making a comment on any of this, to be fair. But I think a lot of people, when they do read it, they can relate it to either a time in their life or what they're going through at the time or even decipher a sentence or a story or anything like that and apply that to themselves it doesn't have to exactly say how they're feeling or what they wanted to say at the time but they something rings through to them mm-hmm. and I think for quite a lot of people especially today they'll, they'll sit down they'll read it or they'll get they'll go to a group or they'll go to a church or they'll go anywhere and I think it just it almost bounces off the page to them it's like something it wakes something up inside them and I think that's what a lot of people will go for it today but it's hard as well because people obviously go and most of the time they want to go and challenge it like I know for a fact that I would like to go into one of these settings and like challenge everything that they believe in or even like challenge what they're standing for and I think quite a lot of the time they'll just want to appeal to you they'll just want to talk to you about things or why do you feel yeah. that way why do you want to challenge well, how just we're people feel like yeah. people like us assuming we're all just religion plays no part in our lives it's as if we need saved into it they, they want to save you from that, Aye. from that damnation. Whereas I'm chill with hanging out, getting tinnies with Satan. Aye, so, <laughs> you know, hundred percent cheers and Satan to that one. Like. <laughs> begin with the horns. Very begin. Do you know it's funny? It's funny you say that though, is because I think, you know, what we deem as religion kind of puts things in a box in terms of what we think of. Mm-hmm. Where. And you you know the reference I'm going to help as well because it's from the exact same Sapiens book. But mm-hmm. we, as societies, are consistently 
sticking to faith. You know, it's, yeah. it's like we have faith in, well, the whole monetary system is based around faith. It doesn't have any value, but everyone oh, agrees yeah. Yeah. and believes in that thing. Therefore, the, because yeah, everyone yeah. agrees and believes in it, it's a thing. Yeah. So, in a sense, currency is a religion. We think of yeah. science that we have. It's not like we have sat down, figured out the shit that needs to be figured out, put on the numbers, put on the glasses and stood up and fucking punched the air like an 80s film. Yeah. We, we've we just been told, by the way, that wee ball up there is actually this picture of a red planet called Mars and it kind of spins and goes that way. And there's a few others out there. There's loads, actually. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yep. totally. Yeah, I mean, like, well, well what? But we're, I'm, now, I'm not for one second going, bullshit. I am not saying that. All I'm saying is, we are, because we are taught that as the children of science or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Science itself is set up specifically to continuously be proven wrong, which is, I, I, I guess, the unique thing because religion's yeah, the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or religions, faiths of religion, I guess. I don't know how we wouldn't word that in this argument but we constantly take things on faith we constantly take things as fact True. based on faith so even within even if you're a believer in science it's this it even in saying that i've just said a believer in science you yeah. are you are just kind of taking the word of the community of yeah. people that dedicate their lives to figuring out these things and you're just you're believing in whatever it is that they say like definitely yeah. and again granted because I'm sure some people that are uh, scientists highly doubt they'd be listening to this podcast, but they would turn around. <laughs> <laughs> they would turn around and be like, "Oh yeah, well, well that's we, wrong. We that's could, wrong. Yeah, that's I, wrong. Uh, I think I think, think they lost about fifteen minutes ago easily. Um, but they would instantly. I can guarantee they'd jump by and go, "Oh well, the thing is, it's like the whole thing with science is you can replicate the oh yeah experiment. experiment you know, yeah. it's like you follow the steps. Yeah, yeah. The same thing can happen as long as you have the stuff." So therefore, it's proven as fact, and as I said, like that, granted. So, but again, we're not deciding to then follow the steps. Other people can do it, but again, we are fed information mm-hmm. that we take on faithfully. Yeah, maybe that was the exact same as um, as sort of religion in the early days, wasn't it? I can completely right. understand why you would take all that information and be like, "Whoa, no way! Is that how it goes? That's yeah. well, that's fucking awesome!" Because like. Do you know what I mean? Technology wasn't there, and yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Yeah, how, why why is it rain? So I'll, here, I'll, I'll tell you why it rains. So if you're good, then your crops will be there. But see, if you're bad, you'll get a drought. And you're like, oh shit, I don't want you a drought because they didn't have school. There's a big could, guy in the sky that's greeting, and that's the rain. <laughs> that's God's tears. What? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a hardcore that's, thing. That's it, another thing, though. Is it faith because of fear, though? So like, you have faith because you're scared of ultimately not existing anymore so that like, you want to go yeah. to an afterlife you mm-hmm. want to live for forever you don't want whatever you're experiencing now experiencing to now to end. end or you want it to be even better when you get up there oh, yeah. that's that's what I think sometimes as Massively, well is yeah. faith and fear or not being able to understand something you're, so you're just willing to be like I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that answer and I'm just going to keep going with that. Just Aye. like what you were talking about with the planets and space and things like that. It's like, Aye. I don't understand enough of that and I don't think I ever will want to, so I'm just going to full on accept it. I feel like 
honestly, that for me that that this this second part of the the conversation, why do you think people still choose religion despite? So I suppose what I really mean with that question is now what we were just talking about there. We uh, we've said we can relate to we're taking on the information um, as far as the community of science and um, relative to people taking on the information of um, preached gospel way back in the day and being like, oh yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I think in this day and age, despite technology, despite the fact that if you read the Bible now, you'd be like, come on, man. That's absolute nonsense. Despite that, why do people still choose religion now? That that see that part, that um, the afterlife, heaven. Mm-hmm. It, I think it goes at hand. I think it really fits with our like sort of survival instinct. I think people's human beings' inability to accept mortality is the reason why we still, despite all the information that we have, we accept hold wholeheartedly because we want so so badly to believe that we are not going to die forever because that's a horrible scary thought what do you think danny why do you think people are still still choose religion i think i mean i think that's quite a, it's a difficult question to ask or only because obviously none of us are as we've yeah. already covered we're not religious um definitely and um, i mean we i mean i know a few people um, that are quite religious, some to be majority older than me, some who are, I mean, surprisingly, I had, I had, there was one guy in my year um, when I was at high school who was a practicing Christian, and I remember thinking at the time, you know, exactly what you were saying there was that like, I was just ready to, like, I'll prove you wrong, because right. I've, I've got this vendetta mm-hmm. on, I'm like, but... I, I was like that in my teens, I think, really, ah, like, just, in, quite just, intense on religion. Ah, you just felt like you knew. You, you, you were so yeah. cool because yeah. you were atheist, getting like, pissing them. I, fig- I figured it out. It's like, but the, th- the thing is, <laughs> um, I, th- I think there's, there's, something, <laughs> there's something in religion that it gives people, there's something that speaks to people because the alternative... Now, you might be right there, it might be a fear thing, but I don't think it's that. I don't think it's almost, for some people, religion gives their life purpose. And I think that's yeah. the key, because, yeah. I mean, life without purpose sounds so daft to many people, but we've just had a lockdown where the majority of people did nothing for four months and suddenly found themselves going insane because they had no purpose. They couldn't do anything. And you kind of try and attach that mindset and you're given something that's like, listen, this maybe doesn't have all the answers, but it's, it gives you purpose. If you if you, if you put stock and belief in this, it gives you a purpose. And as I said, my late mother-in-law said, she's like, she always hated, because I'm, I'm fascinated with space and I was, you can imagine how much she loved these conversations. I'm like, have you seen this? Oh, this is so <laughs> oh, cool. Right. This planet has been discovered there. And I mean, this is a, as I'm, um, I don't know, can I say I'm a grown man? I'm a grown child. Um, <laughs> but, like, tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, the scale of things. I, I It just fascinates me, the scale of things on this planet. And she always goes, like, I don't like to think about that. It's because it makes... It almost makes you feel like everything... It makes you feel so small. Yeah. And almost every religion puts humans at the centre of it. So yeah. you know, it's, 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 you're not this small 
insignificant cog yeah, in a yeah, chain yeah, yeah. of massively complicated machine machinery which you could be there one moment and gone the next and mm-hmm. the machine would never notice yeah versus do you know what see if you just just be fine stick to these rules we're all here we're all friends you do that your life has got purpose and you're taken care of on the other end yeah. but you're given those two stark comparisons and yeah it's mad that we as atheists that conversation's never about it's always about trying to prove religion wrong rather than kind of looking at our own camp and going how granted religion there's some bits that don't tie up and again I'm looking forward to getting into that bit but when you're you're faced with those two kind of options and going here's something with purpose and you might find purpose in work you might find purpose in religion some people treat work as if it's religious you know as that they don't switch off are constantly working and that's their thing I think going back to your question I think that's why people choose religion even today whether they're brought up in a society where it's heavily religious or not is it gives them a purpose and the alternative is horrible yeah and well that well this is what my response was going to be because in my eyes the alternative isn't horrible because i've never been religious and i've never needed uh i am um, i mean you guys know that i'm quite a productive person i have yeah. i have quite a lot of things going on in my yeah. life like you most are of the a time. I'm a busy little bee. Yeah, but, you're a busy little bee. But like the bee's knees. I don't feel that this greater purpose is um mega important. Like I don't need to that to be happy and I and I, I think there's a there's a silver line and a massive silver lining to be had in the realisation if you can really I think it's way more fascinating to understand to try to understand um the concept of how we got here from the viewpoint of non-religious people and see to understand that miracle is a greater miracle than the the one that um, religion puts forward and I think that you can be massively grateful in that knowledge or well you might even say faith um, that we're here on that chance that slim chance and like just being alive is like enough to be happy is it not like I don't, I don't feel like I need this like whatever that purpose is that you're talking about but that's what that's what I mean is you find that purpose elsewhere yeah and that's for you your purpose and your drive is you don't need the same thing that right. yeah. people that have maybe turned to religion are looking for yeah. because they wherever they are for in standing within society may find that it's just not cutting it for them and religion has the answer but we're talking about this um, because we're in a society that's now relatively atheist we know uh, in, in my lifetime we no longer are forced religion yeah. down our throats yeah. like I, again I remember primary school we would go to church um after yeah. uh, some assemblies and you, we would sing hymns and stuff like that's that. That's almost nearly every Friday. That's yeah. almost every Friday before, right? An assembly was just singing hymns. Uh, that teacher with the, the electric keyboard that was always a bit 
Maybe or the Uti Tune piano. Oh, that was in uh, school gym for fucking ages, and uh, they were just like, <laughs> uh, You're always sitting on like the blue stripe crosses over the red uh, stripe. <laughs> like that's what I'm paying attention. You know, like the. I was like, Whoa. The Lord, da, da, where did this light go? Da, give me oil in my lamp. <laughs> keep me burning. <laughs> Oh man! Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Though. On that note, I know this is completely off topic, but some hymns are catches, Alan. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yes, catchy yeah, hymns. There was one. Quickly, 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 Dale. Catchy hymns. Which ones? Catchy hymns. Well, that Dude. and oil in my oil in my lamp. That's an absolute anthem. Oil in my lamp. What other ones? Did, did you just um, have the, the drop? Lord, the drop in the help ocean? me, Jesus. I've wasted <laughs> so. Help me, Jesus. Oh. I know what I am. Damn. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I'm so I love the, the, I love the like banging hymns. Like. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> there was some kind yeah. of like I remember. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the hymns <laughs> channel. Uh, like, I remember man. this. It was almost like, and I don't know if you guys got it. It was like primary seven, so it must have been. <laughs> 11, 12 mm, something like that, yeah. um, and I remember when they tried to make like the hymns modern and like, yeah. there, was, there was like there was like a sweep of like new age modern hymns there was like I remember the one that was like called like drop in the ocean it's like drop in the ocean and everyone's like <laughs> Die in the heat. I was like, yes! Got the DJ button on the, oh. the keyboard. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the dance that Danny just did. Yeah. Fist Tell pump, you what, DJ the fist pump with the head banging. <laughs> all, all it needed was a dubstep drop and they would have nailed that. Oh my god. Oh, what a time to be alive. Godstep. <laughs> godstep. Godstep. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't know why I'm like God voice. Volcanoes erupting everywhere, and just raining locusts. Like, <laughs> Dead. Oh, man, those concerts sound fucking shit. <laughs> Did you get one in your hair? Aye, man. They just fucking flew in and started napping at it. Like, oh. Drink the blood of the lamb. <laughs> Here, right, right. Sorry. Here, you've been to God in the Park in Bonnie Bridge, man. It's absolutely amazing. God in the Park. Locusts pouring down in that. You know if you're here, it's oh, brilliant. Did you notice you, you asked for an avian and you got a pint of buck fast? Class, man. When you're at your nut, they hand you loads of crackers and bread and everything. Like that. Yeah, Imagine Jesus which, being there. Now, I wish this was all real now. I'm like, this sounds amazing. Like, and someday, some event organiser, what? please organise God in the park. Do you know what sucks the most? That we live in that like post everything happening. Like, why do we live? This is, I think, this might debunk it all. But we, we live in the post all the activity of the religion that you that you read about, all the activity of the gospel. That we, if we were there, or if that was happening now again, maybe for the second time, maybe we'd get God in the park and like cool shit like that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, um, so see on that, just on that note of like the post everything happening, God in the park. <laughs> it's like, have you got one fish? Listen, I'm going to invent sushi so it can go between a thousand people here. Um, <laughs> Amazing, but see, like all the uh, obviously when we were talking about God, it's we are, by default are talking about Christianity just because the way we've been brought up. But I mean, you talk about religions like ancient Egypt's religion, although it morphed a few times, and at one point there was a pharaoh that was turned into a god. A Classic. Wonder, 
massive. <laughs> like they reign for three thousand years with that religious structure. For one, you know, and Buddhism. I mean, that was four six hundred years before BC. So what that would make it two thousand eight hundred years old, ish. Two thousand six hundred years old, and twenty. Quick maths. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's like all these things that just happened so long ago, and yeah, some people talk about like Donald Trump being the second coming. Uh. Um, I'll tell you what, they are wrong. What an insult. I don't know, like, I'm kidding. What an insult. Uh, tell you what, if he is the same coming, we're all having gone in the park. <laughs> Fuck gone in the park. Take an half. It's half. So we're just going to, we're going to crack on into question three, which has maybe lightly been touched, but we'll, we'll see if we can delve in a wee Touch bit deeper. Touch a bit more aggressively. Mm. There's, there's, there's a part, maybe, up deeper in that we might be able to get to and we might be able to feel it out. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> more of a reaction. <laughs> get more of a reaction, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, horrible. Horrible, Danny. Oh, um, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> Put three fingers in so they fall. <laughs> Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> Question three. <laughs> Dale. Is oh, is slash can religion can it can it be okay? Is it okay? Can it be okay from a moral standpoint? Do you know what I mean? As in, like, faith. is slash can religion be okay? Aye, I think I think it can be. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of now we you see it all the time, and these are the most common things that you see. It's always like, oh, a missionary most of the time it's Christians who go over to Africa who build churches or they build schools and they do things like that and I think that is like a really really good thing to do and they obviously make a mad positive like I don't know positive change in where they actually are but again every time I say this it's always a double edged sword isn't it because mm-hmm. why are they going there in the first place they're going there to make a positive change aren't they they're going there to obviously pr- provide them with educational books and a place they stay, a school, and they're building things like that. But then, ultimately, what's the aim here? Conversion. Yeah. Getting them out of uh, being right. Christian and becoming what they are. And is that a bad right. thing? Is that a good thing? Because are you trying to influence these different cultures to become something that they're not? Is that right? Is that wrong? It's not for me to say. I've got no perspective on that, actually. You're, like, shedding mad light. Right now, no, well, this is something that I don't really like. And that's it's like you're almost like what you're talking about with the whole crusades thing. Yeah, you're marching in there and you're like you've got this doctorate that you're sitting there preaching, and is that the right thing to do? You're making a, ultimately a better positive change because you're going there their way, food. You're going there their way, building materials and things, and you're building things that weren't there before, and you're opening loads and loads of doors to these people because they're mm-hmm. they're going to help you as well and you're sharing experiences with that culture and that culture's experience and different things with yours but then you're just going in and being like follow this religion think what I think do what I do things so is that like that is that something that's happening now? is yeah. that something that's happening 100% that's definitely happening like that's happened I couldn't tell you in other countries because that's the only example that I've really got but Aye. 100% that is happening in Africa all the time man all the time and that's 
that's what I'm trying to like my personal opinion on that is it a good thing or is it a bad thing because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want somebody to come into my country and we can set up something that I've well I, I would like them to come in and set up something that you wouldn't have an opportunity to see or do or even experience but then what's the what's the drive why are they doing it like are they ultimately going to try and just make you think how they think and is that right I don't know if it is or not I see what you mean because like whenever is something just being done out of really the kindness of a group of people's hearts and in that sense you've got to be you've got to be of some place of authority or power to, to be doing those kind of activities when are they doing things like that just for the crack or to be nice I mean no. I don't know man it has to be like you see it here as well where people who so homelessness and churches obviously taking in homeless people that's brilliant that's absolutely outstanding you see that all the mm-hmm. time they make a positive change in these individuals lives they they say they're, they're not telling them they're bad you're bad for doing what you do you're bad for taking drugs you're bad for doing that they bring them in they give them a hot meal they give them a place to stay and they send them on an even keel at the start of the day and that's probably the best thing to do but are they sitting there in the morning being like oh come to this class and now read this book start following what I'm following uh, is that good yeah. or is that bad because it, yeah. like Danny was, you were saying like that before that can help a person if you give that person that faith that helps them and that puts them on a totally different journey in life opens a door to them that just like how did they know that existed how did they know that I had that love there because they've never had a family before and that's what church can be someday that, I've never asked myself that question like you've got, you've got the, like, the Salvation Army or something like that <laughs> I, I've never really thought about that see that direct correlation between that and the church and mm-hmm. religion what have you so that's actually quite interesting man even for your personal uh, experience as well I've worked a couple of shifts at the Salvation Army and I've worked in the kitchen and helped folk and feeding them and you see the individuals that you see coming in obviously they're, they're coming in and 90% of them you can 100% know that they do have some personal issues they have some personal problems and that's obviously why they're coming in they're coming in to get a good meal and mm. not at one point not at one point when, when I was at the Salvation Army did I get any of that pushed on me and neither did these people either it was they came in they got something to eat they got something to drink they got to talk to other people and network with other people and speak to people who are even who have been there and done that and that's what they were that's what they've done like the guy who runs it all has I think he was like a drug addict for 20 odd years or something like that and he okay. decided right I'm going to go do this okay. uh, the Salvation Army is a Christian company it's, a yeah. Christ- it's oh it's it's not a church but it pretty much is yeah, yeah. isn't it and it was really cool to see because you never ever seen that when you were there there was never ever a motive pushed to these people it was literally just yeah there's a meal and that's what that's what we're giving you today come back the morning for the exact same maybe, thing maybe it's um, maybe that's a, a great example of someone doing something really positive in the name of religion like maybe there is no malice behind it at all um, I, think, I think that but that's I don't know if that's a bad thing so is it, that's what I'm asking like I don't know I've no made my mind up about that mm-hmm. because you're so you're on the like in a no agenda it's just the goodness of our hearts mm. I just get that scene from Phoebe from Friends it's like there's no such thing as a good deed mm-hmm. you know it's like 
Now, obviously, absolute speculation, and I think there's you do get yourself in a bit of an autopilot in terms of being a nice person, wanting to make a couple of initial steps. But are they in their mind going, I'm going to give up my time, I'm going to volunteer, feed and do soup kitchens, that sort of thing. Not because I want to make sure that they are okay, it's I want to be seen. Exactly. Be, but that's, mm. do you know what the thing is though, it's like such a horrible bastard cynical thing to say because actually everyone that I've met that I know would do something like that. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would expect them to think is, this is secure ma. This is the ticket into the the, the table with the big man. That's that's the ticket. Like uh, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So it's it's that again the double double edged sword we're talking. Even religion. when you're saying it, so when, even when I was saying it just then, and I'm saying it obviously in a podcast and that, but you feel like a bit of a prick saying it because you're obviously you're publicising it. You're saying like, oh, I'm coming out and I'm I'm saying this, mm-hmm. and that's sh- I I don't know if it should be the case or no because. I'll be honest, the only reason that I went and done these shifts at the Salvation Army was because when I was working for a different company, I, I was thinking, right, what positive change can I make in where I'm working? Mm-hmm. So that was what I decided to do. I was like, I want to start working with the community in that way and go and obviously maybe even experience and talk to these people because I was really, really interested in it. But mm. ultimately, it was company driven you know what I mean uh, it wasn't from my, my, me being like sitting in the house one day being like I'm going to go do this it was me being at work and being like right, what can I do to help the community in a sense uh, the company that I work for and how can I benefit where I was at the time Yeah. and that's I'm not just that's another thing that you're like what you were touching on there where, oh I want, I want to be I want to feel good You you personally want to feel good and that's that's what religion can do as well, isn't it? Totally. It's like yeah. uh, you can go and you can try and like push. It's not mm. even pushing help on people. It's just wouldn't be too harsh on yourself for uh, it's a classic saying that it feels good to do good anyway. Mm-hmm. But Danny yeah. Mooney, is slash can religion be okay? Totally. I mean, we've talked about it before. I I think where religion falls down isn't on the part of religion it's usually about the, the people's perspective or their own agenda to it I mean for me one of the big things that kind of puts religion in a bad light in this day and age is you know that kind of that proper movement of equality that we're starting to, to see um, be it through your sexuality or just your gender uh, yeah religion is seen as something where that holds people back but I think religion can be quite easily become or can be quite easily be something that is someone's um, I don't know positive well uh, you know they draw from that as something that's good without them and they can take and be religious but at the same time, still support equal rights for women, still support yeah. um, gender equalities. Yeah. You know, it's. And, and in that sense, like, there are some things within certain religious texts which are homophobic or derogatory to women. You know, it's like. There was. was you know, there's ones 
albeit much older uh, religions and not ones that are necessarily mainstream now, but some of them where it's still, there was religious text that still tells you the value of a woman versus, um, you know, the currency of the day and everything like yeah, that, and yeah, what yeah. they can and cannot do. So, yeah. but I think there's a bit of a duality with religion now, where before it was the absolute moral code of society. Yeah. Where, but now the morality and code and I think that's because church and state have separated or are for the for the most part have separated is the morality code now comes from law and society in general and what we accept but doesn't mean that somebody can't be religious and, and still live within society yeah um, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I still I do I do believe that religion can still operate in this yeah. day and age without it being conflict it's just the problem is that the people whether they interpret it themselves or how they read um, certain religious texts is they'll see that and use that excuse as a reason to hate on groups of people and that yeah. that part of it it might be religious but the thing is my favourite example of contradictions is Catholicism where the amount of Catholics that I know that will have sex before marriage but if they get the person pregnant won't have an abortion so somehow mm. they can break one rule without any bother and that's just is what it is but the See? other is steadfast it's, you know. so yeah I mean this is what it is so that's why I feel like this it was such a difficult question and it's why I felt like I had to put is slash can religion be okay? I mean, in so many ways, there's most religions, I feel, most, the religions that we know so well, are they're quite ancient, aren't they? Yeah. And therefore, their morals are maybe slightly backwards. And I feel like in order to live in this day and age and to get on with the vast majority of what's going on, you need to nitpick. So you, you're religious, but you have to under, like, it was when you were talking earlier on about reading the Bible, Dale, I don't mm. know if most religious people do that now or whatever their scriptures are. I think, yeah, religion can be okay, but see when it is. That person's nitpicking, whether we like it or not, that person's nitpicking the parts of their religion that they like the positive yeah. parts yeah. and they're nitpicking those bits and they're using that to do good and do you know what man if you're using religion and, and in religion's name you're doing good then great and um, that's all fine and well but for some people good and bad is way more objective than that because religion gives people moral objectivity and I feel like that's what can be the problem with religion because people still a lot of people in this day and age and this is through things that I've seen that I, in preparation for this podcast I kind of looked into things like this and in this day and age there are some people that still take their scriptures objectively because I'm not going to lie like that's how you should mm -hmm. if you're religious if you follow a religion to the T you follow it objectively. You follow every word of that stuff, man. You don't nitpick. And if you are doing that, 
these viewpoints and these ways of living can be quite backwards and um, as much as I've been watching this on YouTube and and such and what have you, I've actually experienced this in real life, and I'm and I'm gonna talk about that just now. I mean, being a barber, I meet a lot of different people. I've I, I meet religious people. Mm -hmm. There's some people that are more objective in the way that they that I, that I even know in in our vicinity close enough for people to come to my barber shop and talk to me and some people are objective enough see if you if you get past that barrier and you find out how they actually think about things I've got I know people that in the name of religion um, that are ages with us three guys that if you heard the things that they say about like gay people um, and maybe even just people of other races, different people, you would be like, are you serious, man? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm standing there talking to people and I'm at like, I have to be like, are you actually serious right now? Like, these are people that are living in our day and age and um, that are ages with us that are taking their religions more objectively than, than other people, man. And that, I feel, that can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because they're taking their moral compass from that, you know what I mean, that religion that they've studied, and in a way it's super negative, man, rather than... Well, see, obviously I, I, I don't know who you're talking about, so I'm only speculating here, but I don't think, and this is again where we go back to the point where there's the religion and then there's the person. So yeah, we know people that are religious, and not religious, sorry, who are just as um, racist, homophobic, bigoted yeah. people. No, so that's so true, but, yeah. But it's not necessarily... It's because the conditions... that They've they've grown up within a bubble. And they and being within that bubble, that has created them. Now, if that bubble has those same views, but it just happens that they're also religious, yeah. is it the fault of the religion or just that the that person? Or is it just that person and the group that they're in because I mean I mean it I mean, depends what the what well, depends what the religion says on that point. But there's like we have to, we have to bear in mind, like let's be real here. Like we have to bear in mind there are some religions out there that incentivize the even as far as the killing of people but, that are not do you know what I mean? That are, are not the same way inclined. This is that this is real stuff, man. Well, I mean, so in ways like that, like, should, like how can that be okay? Like, how can someone like how can someone you have to nitpick? Like, you've got to be really. Um, we'll, put it, we'll put it this way. Let me put this to you because I'm going to use on a story that Dave yeah. used on the break, and um, we were all casually emptying our bladder separately. Um, nice. When Dave was telling us about this. Um, a taxi driver he was riding with and this backward bigoted stuff that mm. this taxi driver was saying mm -hmm. at any point did you think that's obviously a person who's religious or belongs to ex-religion yeah I didn't make I didn't make that assumption at all I just went that person's a fucking idiot yeah, yeah, yeah. did you come to the same conclusion or did you think that person's clearly 
In that in that specific instance, I just thought it was a fucking moron. Yeah. 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 That, but that but that's what I mean is actually that point, relig- that person's religion wouldn't that person could have been Buddhist or Sikh or Christian or anything like that at all. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered because yeah. actually, I mean, you were like that person's a bigot, but we. The interesting thing is we never went to that association and we never went to that place that oh maybe it's because of the religious upbringing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So but some right, so that might be that guy's story, but in some cases it is it is the religious upbringing. And that's why it's a, such a difficult question to answer. Is religion okay? And or can that's why I said or can it be okay? Because the reality is, yeah, it can be okay. Mm-hmm. If you use religion if you do if you're doing something in religion in the name of religion and that's a positive thing, uh, which obviously depends on what our perspective on positive is. True. Then that yeah. can be great. But I'm talking about like so. I watched a interview this week. Right, you've got young women used to be go for it, Danny. Open that bottle. Um, you've got young women used to be insanely religious, um, in her late teens, early twenties type ages. I'm, I thing I told you about her earlier on uh-huh. she used to go about the streets trying to save everyone um, that wasn't religious from like this certain damnation and what have you so she was well in there um, well in there well in she's like don't please don't like don't let this happen to you she now thinks that she used to be bonkers um, you've got this guy um, I think he's I think he's quite well known I think he's quite famous I don't know if he's cult famous or if he's American famous but uh, he's definitely well known ish and he's super religious and he interviews atheists um to try and like debunk their whole all their shit and she uh, what are there talking about this story where there's a homosexual couple in a bakery trying to buy something was this Jordan what's his name I've got no idea man do you know the guy I'm talking about it's about who it actually is because they spoke about them really no names I think so well I know this story about there's, the there's, homose- there's homosexuals trying at, trying to buy something from bakery and um, basically their, their, their response is yeah some baked goods <laughs> um, their response is um, this is a Christian bakery there's no way we're selling you um, anything yeah. the Christian bakery owners keep the money from the homosexuals which is a ridiculous way to put it but this is how they're talking about it um, don't give them any product but keep their money and the um, the gay couple take the bakery owners to court and this guy right that's interviewing her he's like calling them radical homosexuals he's homosexual is just enough of a crime in itself to be to be called radical so he's just saying do you so do you think the radical homosexuals were right to take those those poor christians to court and that's how he thinks but he thinks like that because of his he takes this is matt this is what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. he takes his religion objectively Mm-hmm. So he's saying you think those radical homosexuals were in the right to take them to court for stealing their money and not giving them a product, and it's like, well, mate, that's kind of basic robbery. So yeah. I, 
And there, if you ever asked a gay person why they're gay, or do you just think whatever it is that you think, mm-hmm. like you, that you, it's so it's such a simple thing to get over. But basically, this is what I'm saying. I know people. I'm telling you, in this vicinity, I've spoke to people that are that insane about gay people in this day and age. That are, and I'm actually talking about from two different religions. Yeah. Do you know? Is that not mental? It's how. It's the weight that you put on all these differences of equality. So, like, what's the weight of somebody's sexuality? What's the weight of somebody's religion? What's the weight of their their skin colour? How important that? How important is that to you, or how important is that to the situation that it's in? To to a religious person, that might be that might be down to the objectivity of the scripture that they that they worship and then what's wrong so does that have any more weight than me disregarding somebody's sexuality mm. to them to me disregarding somebody's religion so right. that's the thing it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. are these different levels is this yeah. the, is this the point that we've got to now so so I think disregarding you... somebody's sexuality so me not being okay with somebody being homosexual right. is worse than me not being okay that somebody's Christian Right, like, is this on the same level, or do you put more weight on that? Cool point, because then it, it reminds me of the flow of the interview. Afterwards, uh, the the interviewer said something not like that, but it prompted the newly uh, atheist girl to say um, that she doesn't know any gay people that hate religious people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? She totally. like she doesn't know like. She doesn't know. She knows many gay people, right? So let's just take her word for it. She knows many gay people, and she doesn't know any of them that hate religious people particularly. And it's easier to come across someone who's maybe religious more objectively rather than nitpicking, like we're talking earlier on, mm-hmm. that just hate gay people. And that's the thing, and you don't come across a lot of non-religious people, like us, you might want to define us as atheists, that you don't find that it's super common that someone like that will be pissed off at um, someone's have to believe, believe in it. Do you, is totally that how you feel? Disagree. Yeah, I have to. I, I mean, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, it's almost like... There's not, nothing's been set. Nothing's been set to it. I, th- I think the difference is that nothing's being um, yeah. proactively set for us in order to hate a certain type of person but I think sometimes if that hopefully this is fair to say sometimes for religious people it can be um, proactively um, there or later or do you know what I mean it's a bit pre- more premeditated it, it can be put there for them and, and it's easier for them to latch on to but for, for people like us you kind of have to have like a personal thing about it mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I, th- I, th- I think I think if I'm okay. understanding you correctly in the sense where it's almost like it gives them an excuse to be to almost like you should accept me because I'm Christian or I'm Muslim or whatever um, and as part of my religion I it condemns homosexuality therefore I don't like homosexuals is that kind of so what that's, you mean? I so mean, it's like that's they, put they there for them, them a, giving them a pass almost in society is, does that is that Am I reading that wrong? I just mean more that if they follow that religion and 
that's something that their religion dictates that then then it puts it there for them initially that's what I was saying about the whole weight thing as well it's like if I was a religious person and I did follow these uh, the things that you were just talking about like if I do condemn homosexuality then a homosexual person would have a lot more weight on those those people being against that you you would have a lot more weight with being like more angry at people who have that view and me as a religious person would be more angry at people who hate religious people you know what I mean there's a lot more weight to it and it's all personal to that person and that's what I was trying to get at so should they all be in the same level so you should accept people for exactly what you're saying the religious outlook of being like I'm not happy with that I can condemn that but you should also accept the other people who are dying to be accepted should we accept so should we accept someone's uh, should am I supposed to be okay with that person having a discriminative viewpoint because they're religious is that what you mean yeah well right okay that's uh, a really interesting conversation but I see but I think that's where that's where the door it's almost giving them a pass and that's where I exactly, yeah. absolutely disagree. Sometimes it's, it's clear that it's just fucking not right. I think and it, this is when religious religion isn't okay. No, but this but this is where the pick and choosing suddenly becomes so evident and that's where I've realised we've kind of we've really honed in on um, homosexuality, but I think it's probably yeah, but that's not for no prevalent. Yeah, yeah, it's not for absolutely. no reason, yeah. Yeah, totally. Is you can be you'll find bigoted um, homophobic people who are religious mm-hmm. you'll find bigoted homophobic people that are religious but and for us um, but the thing is when we were going back to the news you said it earlier Kenny is like, people nitpick religion there's parts of the bible that talk about you know cutting off hands or stoning women and oddly enough as a punishment these things don't happen because society's law don't allow it I imagine it's probably because they also don't want to throw stones at women, <laughs> bury them up to their head in the sand, um, and throw stones at them until they die yeah. if they have an affair and all that sort of thing. Oddly yeah. enough, these things don't happen even with religious people, and that's where I mean it's like, and it's exactly what you said. People nitpick, and I believe that to say that someone is homophobic because of the following their religion is bullshit because they're choosing to not follow other parts of say the Bible or the Quran or whatever is they're choosing to follow what suits them Yeah. and they are someone who has grown up within a bubble that is homophobic and therefore whether they're religious or not it doesn't matter they would probably still be homophobic because they've grown up in that bubble surrounded by that peer yeah. group like like I remember being on a stag do and I'm, I'm not mentioning names and um, they were talking about uh, and I was just being a bit homophobic and I'm like you kind of just kind of lost your temper a bit it's a bit weird uh, you realise that it's I mean when are you married 2017 so it's 20 aye so it was it should be straight off the bat then yeah, what, yeah to <laughs> clarify I was working when my stag do was not when I got married I'm very aware when I got married um, but aye this, this was 2017 and these this is still a conversation you know, it's like that, and that—that's where I kind of feel like I don't acknowledge that within religious texts there is misogyny, there is homophobia, there's there's problems within it. But people can quite happily pick and choose, yeah, and that, and they live their life picking and choosing what suits them. So then, to but that's 
because they, they're okay to be homophobic. Therefore, well, the Bible says so. It's not that the Bible says so. That just helps. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's because... Well, I mean... That's, that's, like that's, my, that's, my, that's my, Yeah, it's a neighbour. That that's, might, that's that might, I mean, maybe that's the case, or maybe they just really, really believe that that's quite objective. Maybe they believe so much in God, and maybe they believe so much that God hates that, but and that's why, do, why they why hate they, it. I mean, have you not seen? Why don't like, they do the other things though? Why don't they do? Why don't they take if they're if they're so literal with the Bible? Yeah. Why aren't they following the biblical thing to let where they're not allowed to work on a Sunday? They're not allowed to do anything on a Sunday. It's the day of the Sabbath. They can't well, fucking leave. There's still certain yeah, areas of the world that do they'll follow they'll this. True, but there'll be a way people playing golf. I can guarantee that. Mm. <laughs> Same way, yeah. uh, even just take it in a, in a local standpoint, in Stornoway, right? You're Absolutely. not allowed to hang your washing it on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if you didn't follow it. If yeah, like my my uncle did. Get it. that washing hung out. He's, he's pity's washing it, and he go, eh, What's the curse? Does it stay wet till the Tuesday? Yeah, exactly, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. But honestly, somebody uh, put it's a letter through his door being like, This, uh, didn't do that. This doesn't happen up here. You can't have this. Like, And basically went through the whole kind of big spiel in a letter. Yeah. Next Sunday, why did my uncle do? Washing right. Yes! <laughs> He's like, Oh, sorry, I thought it was Saturday, boys. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you know, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, People follow all this stuff as well. Like, It's not like. Like they'll take it word for word. There are people out there that will take it word for word. And that's it. So in that case, maybe if you no. So absolutely right, Dale. And that and that uh, absolutely in that case, if you take these things, a lot of the many of these scriptures, they're ancient as the viewpoints are backwards as hell. If you take that shit word for word, some of it's maybe in this day and age now. Yeah. Some of that's looked at as pretty bad. If you nitpick, if you are like, if you pick the good shit, the stuff that feels warm and tingly, it can be, it can be great. I, I can't imagine that. I'm alone in realizing this, but like I've, I don't have any grandparents, but um, my missus does. I know she's got a grand who's ninety six. Would you believe? Um, her and God obviously tight. Um, <laughs> He's like, thing. I'll keep you going, hen. Um, or he hates him doesn't want her to get there <laughs> religion is a double edged sword <laughs> but how see a lot of the, like church groups and things like that and this is what makes me think when you say about Stornoway which anyone who doesn't know the geography of Scotland is an island well up the arse end anywhere it's Isle of Lewis up at the arse end anywhere very not really connected things about two hours on a ferry from the mainland um, but I think there's community and um, just going to church, you know, you, you go to somewhere every Sunday to see everyone in the community, to catch up, see how you're getting on. And I think that's how religion can easily be okay in the 21st century. Is when even if you remove the, the text part of things, and for a lot of people, this is a gathering and knitting of society together. of generation old and young coming to a place sharing in an experience catching up networking I mean we don't 
we're not religious. We don't have that equivalent. What do, what do we have? Where we we hang, have hanging out. Hey, that's <laughs> just fucking <laughs> hanging out. No, this no, is no, our no. church. No, but we're pals. No, that's the thing. Is, yeah, we're friends. I'm right, okay, no. Yeah, to, with the greater... The, the community yeah, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, okay. There's, there's no equivalent for us of that. Yeah. Unless you include, include a nightclub, which I'll avoid until uh, I die in breath. So. I think it's time to move on to question four. See. And this is gonna bring the whole conversation in a completely different direction. We've been talking about I think everyone's quite clearly realised that no no three of us guys are consider ourselves religious. Mm. So where does our moral compass actually come from? And this question I want to explain that this question came to me because I took this as a I took this as a big compliment actually. The a religious man asked me when I was cutting his hair in the barber shop again cutting his hair chippity chap he chippity chappy and he said um, I th- think you're a good guy or something along the lines of that he basically expressed he thought that I was well sound and um, he wanted to know where I got my moral compass from because he was religious and that's where he got his from and I took that as a massive compliment the fact that he was willing to explain that he thought that I was a nice guy uh, despite that I didn't despite that you're not despite, <laughs> despite <laughs> that I'm an absolute dauber but I maybe that's why it's a compliment, big compliment to me because nobody's ever fucking said that like I don't think anybody ever actually has said that in those words it was pretty nice anyway so if not religion then probably not religion they'll where does your where do you think you get your moral compass from? I think we with this is with this shouldn't it's hard to mm-hmm. come up with something. I think it's like from past experiences and most of the time it's bad past experiences. It's always today with the worst things that have happened to me. It's either today with somebody passing away, something that I've done to somebody either in a physical in a physical sense or a mental sense. Yeah. Now, they're they're the big things that I've taken fit and became a much much better person. Yes. Because I think before that I would never I don't know, I would never ever like put myself in the posi- well, I would actively put myself in that position and then after it I would date again. And I would date again. Yeah. And then there was there came a time where I was like right. I can't do that again. It's like I need yeah. to step back and actually realise this this is really, really, really bad. Yeah. I can't do this to myself over and over and over and over again. So you had to kind of take a stand back and look at yourself and be like, this just kind of keep happening. And yeah. you learn for that and you become a much better person. Massively, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's there's other things as well. Good situations you learn a lot for as well. The, the things that you think, the things that you learn in life whether it be hobbies, so yeah. even just something like the guitar, so play guitar, you learn a lot for that as well. You learn a lot of, I think you learn a lot of discipline way sticking with something that's yeah. like actively quite hard and that teaches you so many different lessons and so many different things and it's not just on a like a physical level I can use my hands and put them in different positions. It's like ah I know that I can do this, I believe that I can do this and it goes into other things as well. And that's what kind of got me through life because it's always you always tell yourself you can't do something until you go and do it and that's the 
Yeah. I think that's where it all comes for, for me, anyway, personally. Just life experiences. Ah, it's totally. like Pitting yourself in shit situations. <laughs> your morality um, is a journey, isn't it? It's, um, you pick things up and maybe chuck things to the side on the way, massively. Mm. Danny, where do you get your moral compass from? Man, that's a, it's such a hard one to answer. Is, it really is. I mean, I it's a really good question. It might be a bit unfair because I have been forced to think about this. Yeah. So I think it's such an amazing question for this podcast because I've been forced to think about this because a very religious man asked me that question. Yeah, it's a yeah. really good question. I think. But Danny, I think it's to. It's the quick answer is it's come from a few places, but I think it. It's come from different places depending on where you've been in terms of your development and journey as a person. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you're younger, your parents are the obvious go-to. You know, they are they mm-hmm. are the. You are taught the right from wrong from your parents, whether they teach you the right right and wrong. Some of it, at least, there. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and that in itself. It's you know it's funny even saying that because I have like my parents, one's a practicing Christian, one is not a practicing Catholic, and probably would if he stepped into a what's a Catholic church called again? <laughs> chapel. Mm. Bloody hell! If he stepped into a chapel, he burst into flames. Um, so, <laughs> So uh, I mean, it's it's quite rest. Uh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> I mean, he's still going for now. And that's mum and dad. Do <laughs> Do you know what I thought about White Chapel? <laughs> when I heard the word chapel, I was like, White Chapel. What is that? Oh, Get the weave in the blade or something. Um, <laughs> heavy metal. Bye. Um, but no, so like when they made the conscious decision when I was born to, they didn't raise me to any particular uh, religion like they they gave me the option to choose um, if I so chose uh, to become religious yeah so I was never christened or baptised or anything like that Um, but yeah like my my parents were I would say my moral compass and then by extension the older you get you know you go through a phase of almost trying to reject your parents knowing better and then being proved wrong you know it's like you yeah you find yourself in situations where if you kind of just done what you were told when you were wee you would have never ended up in that situation um but it's kind of what, what dale says as well you know it's like you do learn from see i, I would agree is if you are never challenged on the things that you're doing wrong to to make you feel uncomfortable and difficult, you're never really forced to reflect on yourself. Yeah. If somebody lets you away with shit continuously, yeah. you just become a worse person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, because um, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I know we joked about it earlier when we were walking about, but I, I mean, I, I do think there was a time where I wasn't a particularly nice person. I knew I was. I was quite. Um, Can I, you were and, and, what? <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah, you. <laughs> but why? Right. So, and why should you be by default? Why should you be by default a good person? Yeah. 
I mean, because you're not. Is that is that possible by default? If you if you were left if you were sat down on this planet and you were the only human, do you, is that is that kind of what you mean? But well, I mean, um, with this with this question, where does your moral compass come from? In a sense of see if we see if we were religious, right? Yeah. And I'm I hope that through this entire podcast that we're not that I'm I'm trying I'm not trying not to come across as too ignorant, but. If we were seen as religious, right? We had a rule book. Yeah. And that rule book was being forced into our minds from as soon as we could learn language. Like, remember, 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 that's bad, that's bad, that, this is good, do this, do this, do this, do that. Don't do that, don't do that. I mean, by default, that's you by default then being good. I'm doing inverted commas there. What like how is that better, right? How is that better than then learning, but through doing something bad, and then feeling the consequences of that badness, mm-hmm. and then never doing it again? How is how is just not ever doing it because of the rule book that was forced and squeezed into your mind through your ears, um, and 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 never ever doing it in the first place. How does that? How does that make you better? Why why is being good and in inverted commas by default better than becoming good through experiences of maybe doing some bad? I will hit two things on that. Then first yes. thing, um, even in the animal kingdom, which obviously has no religious texts or anything like that, um, we have documented things like wolves. Uh, apes and gorillas, elephants, they have a moral code within themselves of they will do something to go out of their way to help another wolf or to help another elephant or whatever it is. Is that uh, we have observed a moral code within nature okay. which has n- obviously has no religious ties whatsoever. Um, but the second thing I want to say on that, when just what you're saying in terms of being bad is do you not feel is it's when there's a moment when you cross the line yeah whatever that may that line may be and yeah. whatever that situation is that you yourself you judge yourself nobody yeah. else is judging you at yeah, that point man, time that might be is, the best lesson yeah as you kind of put yourself under the microscope and go that was out of the order and and because I mean, I mean, like I, you, ba- the morning yeah. after, the morning after getting absolutely steaming in the uh, mirror, you bastard, yeah. you fucking. But when you're a dick, you feel like a dick. That's I, how it is. Yeah, yeah, it really I, that's is. What saying, and, yeah. and I think there, there's the odd portion that will revel in that discomfort, but I think for a lot of people, the discomfort in yourself of knowing something, like. It eats at you. I think. It, it where does that? Where does that natural feeling? Where does that natural like? Oh, I just did something so bad. Where did that? Where does that come from? Eh? I think it's a survival thing. Yeah. Do you know what it's like? It's why like, does it come after? It why does it come after the fucking doing the bad thing? Why does it come after? Ultimate question being Be better if it was like, um, excuse me, don't do that. That'd be really bad. Like, you'll feel terrible. You you'd still do it. You put weight on these people as well. I keep saying putting weight, but like you value these people's opinions. You always do. 
Yep. You always like who's pe- what people. So like the so if you're a if you're a dick on a night out or whatever, <laughs> and you're telling all your best pals, I fucking hate you, fuck off, different things like that. You already value them. You you know that you're friends. You you love them as friends. Yeah, and then you when get you away with up, it. Aye, well, in that mind state, and then when you wake up in the morning, you're already being like, fucking hell, what have I done? You know what I mean? That's that's base level. Like this is just an example, but. Mm that's what we're trying to say like you've, you've already put value on these people and that's why you feel bad yeah, that's why you're like shh oh, right. shit yeah. oh, I can't believe that so I've done that like actually. that's why have I done this because see if you didn't have that you wouldn't care you yeah. wouldn't care that's a from. really I've never yeah. thought about that before if you, have you been a bad I've bastard never to thought somebody you didn't know uh, ever done that somebody you just didn't know being a complete cunt to them off the top ever of my head away and thought about, struggling ever thought about that Nah, that's so interesting. I've I've got see just on that point. I've got a paranoid paranoid train of thought that I always go, especially when I drive. I'm always like, Danny, Danny, I can't because you never know that because especially I remember my my missies when I first going out where I never knew I was kind of getting introduced to her family. This is like psychotic shit kind of mind processes, but I remember the time going. I better not be a little shit on the road just in case somebody that I'm a bit of a bastard to turns out to be her uncle or her auntie or something like that. So <laughs> oh, I was just like a fucking gentleman on the road like, oh. no, no, didn't worry that you just nearly smashed into me. On you go. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just for the whole time that you were Turning like, the other cheek. Early doors in the road. Right, just in case. That's so brilliant. Oh, well, that's um, just, looking back, I'm like, that is just the most paranoid batshit I've done, I've done that yeah. countless times. Put the fucking middle finger right up to Sunday in the road. You know what I mean? Fuck off. Put home someone and they text like you. They, they text you. Oh, Dale, you were putting the finger up to me on <laughs> the road there. Five, <laughs> no. not even five minutes. I'm gonna get thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. I keep driving. Already forgot about it. Don't care about that person. I mean, that, I don't know if that's a really deep moral debate though. Like, who? I mean, someone got flipped off by you. Like, they'll get over it. But that's like the value. Right the val- you didn't value that person. You didn't have an opinion. But if that was one of your best pals and you're flipping off and you're telling them to fuck off and different things like that, you'd feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I'm trying to say. You're, you you want to put weight on people, like baggage on people like that, that. That they have emotional value to you, mm-hmm. and for. For you to damage that emotional value, it damages it you. Damages you. Yeah. yeah, okay. And yeah. you, yeah. So you think without that premeditated, like, um, already, already caring about that, the um, consequence. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about it like that before, and it's like it's challenging. Like everything that I'm thinking about, like maybe yeah. Because I've woke up so many mornings and can in the morning being like. Oh no, you know what I mean. It's interesting, man. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, fuck who? What did I say? It's who and Kim? What did I do? And that's why. That's why you feel bad because you're yeah. like, I love these people so much. Yeah. yeah but, right. So, why don't we then just real quick, like, why don't we then ask ourselves if we did something bad to someone that we didn't know by mistake or whatever? Would you would you not then afterwards would you not afterwards then be like oh fuck I shouldn't have done that would you care it's I, I know it's easier to care so much less though eh, when you mm-hmm. don't know them yeah exactly so you can <sighs> completely chal- disregard that it's challenging see, my I'd whole see, chi man you- I I always remember saying like I worked in sales and customer service from 
And I, I remember it's like people would come in and kind of almost offload their emotional baggage on, at the time, some little kid that was 14, 15 year old that was had about six pubes. You know what I mean? It's like, what's, what's going on? Like this person coming in here, unloading absolutely everything because they've had a shit day on some way because the guitar strings that they wanted wasn't in stock. I mean, like, see folk like that. I've got that. a feeling that not a lot of people are relating to that story. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> was, it, was it the six pubes at 15 thing that really threw people off? It was you saying you were unloading your baggage on wee children. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was the child in this scenario. Oh, right. <laughs> Get the fucking tissues. Uh, no, <laughs> but... Oh, for fuck's sake. Not for tears. For, for the tears. For the... No, no but... You, you might call them that, tears. I remember <laughs> thinking at that point, it's like, I just hating everybody that walked in the door that just thought that they were less than you. And see, for me, that's where I think, like, I would have to disagree with what you were saying, Dale, is because I have been on the raw end of someone just being an absolute prick, <laughs> like, absolute wank stain of a person, to someone that, I mean... The, you see it all the time it's, and it's such a strange hierarchy of people go into a shop believing even though oh, they require the services of this person yeah. believe that they are higher yeah. in society than this person they're and therefore the f- can put the, the, the shit in shoe aye but yeah. then why should you sit there and stew about it why should you sit there and worry about that person who's done that to you because if, uh, if they're uh, I'm on the re- receiving end which I've been many a time over it's just a case of, as soon as they're voicing that opinion to me, the negativity or whatever, yeah. I'm looking straight back at them and just going, I don't think you're a flying fuck what you think. No. You know, then 30 seconds later, I turn around and it's completely disregarded. Ah, no. <laughs> no, Sometimes I, I think, think about that shit for weeks and I'm furious. No, I'm gone. That's just it. I think it's, it's in the bin for me. It's in the recycling bin. I, I mean, there's some. As long as you're separating, you're recycling. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some times where that is. Yeah. I, yeah don't put your. Don't sleep. put your. Someone put the two fingers up at me in the same bin as the someone said, "Go and fuck yourself." Like, like I would yeah, see. I'll get I'll tell you a story that still sticks with me. Okay. So I remember, just started in a phone shop. This guy and his son walks in. I want a phone. No bother clearly had a bit of a bad day decided to take it out on a 17 year old laddie who was that you that was you that was me I must have been in like the 70s man (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're flimsy in the ring then (laughs) aye in the the red boxes mate for BT (laughs) (laughs) wankers anyway but you know it's like have like having these situations, and I'm sure anyone in customer service, as you guys know, will be in the same boat. I felt this is like imagine being that emotionally stunted that you're deciding to take your wrath out on someone that has no control over the shit that they are peddling back. And for me, having felt that and going, that's bang out of order because you're clearly an emotional child who has just not in a good place for me I'm like even when shit is really kind of like bang order I would never really lose my temper at something customer service if I knew if it wasn't them making the conscious choice to make my life difficult I'm not going to suddenly just like explode in them 
because they've been put in a situation by someone who is on mm. a yacht in Monaco. Aye, but that's why you should never value their opinion. That's why you should just turn it in and be like, fucking forget about that guy. Yeah. It depends, yeah. How, it depends how often that, that kind of situation happened, which working in a phone shop and in working the 70s. in a restaurant <laughs> in the 1970s. <laughs> I mean, phone would just come yeah, in and go, What's a mobile phone? Like, I don't know, it's still invented generally. Like, Fuck you, you asshole. You this this shop doesn't even make sense. You put like, your mad battery in the thing that when the phone comes with it, <laughs> sit, crank it to charge it. Yeah, a battery had wheels. It was a mobile phone. <laughs> what um, what particular uh, tier of donkey do you want to go for? This one will go round rapid and it'll charge. Fucking yeah, mate. That's 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 a fibre donkey. That'll go from there to there awfully quickly. I tell you. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We might we might have went off onto like donkeys charging phones Uh, in the nineteen (laughs) seventies. The folk in the seventies will be raging. I know. I think I think our conception of the seventies is ah, it's a wee bit too. Like I went two thousands, nineties, eighties. I would, back, back to it we'll reel it back in I was asked this question by a religious person where does your moral compass come from um, and it clearly resonated with me um, and for me I told them a couple of stories there was one um, I'll, I'll, I will try and make these real quick I was on I was on a, a really bad date I went on a fucking terrible ass date, right, in Dunfermline. We did crazy golf. Oh, that's clearly we did. Went. Yeah, aye. we did. Aye, <laughs> we did. I should have set my location to um, clearly before <laughs> the old Fife, but um, uh, we did crazy golf in Tony Macaroni's. But anyway, while we were in Tony Macaroni's, she asked me some questions, and she said, "Do you think you're mature?" And she didn't let me answer. She said, do you think you're mature? Because I'm mature. Because I've got this really good job and all that, blah, blah, blah. Was she 65? Um, Was she from the 1970s? <laughs> <laughs> Did she have one of those mobile phones, mate? A battery on wheels? Yeah, don't She kind of trolled it into the restaurant. Nice. <laughs> she means um, business. Aye. Um, nah, she said she thought she was mature as fuck because she had a cool job and all that and... I said I didn't like to describe myself that way. I didn't think describing myself as mature was um, a good way to describe Anybody myself. who's asking I mean, that question, isn't mm, yeah. But what age were you at this point? 25 or 6. Cool. In my, in my mind, you're 16 years old, so that's why I wanted to clarify. Cause no. I'm already pitching you like this wee Kerry, like, oh, oh, God in a day. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> see, I never, I never actually got it, and that that never happened to me until much later on. But uh, thankfully, I met Claire. If you're listening, like you know, she's not listening. Uh, <laughs> she's not like. Um, but I, she asked me if I thought I was mature, and I said that I felt that maturity, more than acting sensible, was. Kindness, probably in different words, mm. but um, I basically said that I felt that I'm a much better person now or then than I was when I was 16. And it was like you said that you said the same thing earlier on, Danny, that you said you used to be an arsehole or whatever. Uh, and I feel, and that's what it is with your moral compass. To. 
I know, eh? I mean, it was more of a... smaller. It was more of an arsehole back, back then, so, like, less pieces of shit fall out of them now. It's yeah, less I need, of an... I need to get more fibre in my diet. He's uh, <laughs> more tightly strung. Um, but, um... But, yeah, I felt that morality and kind I feel like kindness is the most important aspect of a, and in my opinion of a personality more than intelligence and what have you and I feel that morality can be mostly defined by kindness and I feel like kindness is a I feel like kindness is a journey and that you learn that through bad experiences and that's what you said there which I loved man because um I've done things in my life. I know. I I remember specific things. I hope nobody thinks I'm an absolute psychopath because hopefully they'll know. I mean, I've heard stories of kids doing things like this. But see, when I was a kid, I do. I I remember the last time I did something like this, and I think I remember it because it resonated with me. And I've never done it since. And that feel it feels like I've learned from that. Like, see, you kill some sort of tiny thing so you're killing a don't fly don't get me started on this <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're killing no, animals I, I'm, no I've not killed cats I swear to god I've not killed cats and dogs like come on so like maybe maybe I was walking maybe I was walking along the street maybe I killed like a slug or something oh, I'm really sorry about that or whatever but oh. you probably had steak last night so give us a break <laughs> um, I'm, I, I might have killed a nice slug I, I remember pain. I remember doing something like that I killed a snail or a slug and I remember being like I remember doing it because maybe I'd done it before I remember doing it and thinking immediately like that was fucking that was so bad because it was pointless and it felt immoral to me. And if we were walking down the street now, this is the thing, this is the difference between a kid. I remember, I don't want to name names, someone I know's nephew, they were telling me a story and they thought, oh, he's crazy, he's going to grow up here bad. Because there was out the back and it was a wet area and there was loads of snails in the back garden. And he's four or five years old and he jumped and he kept standing on all the snails. He was killing multiple snails at the same time. Is there a snail serial killer? Yeah, he kind of was a snail serial killer, man. <laughs> Slow off the and it might be a that that sounds a bit <laughs> twisty, but there's a like let's face it, guys, there's a massive difference between a five year old <laughs> killing multiple snails and a twenty six year old killing multiple snails. <laughs> if we were but walking, either, either way, both should be in a fucking institution. If like, we were, nah, come on, like I'm not. If sure. we I'm were still killing six, like. if we were walking down the street. If we were walking down the street and I saw a slug, like, look, come on, and I saw a slug, and you guys are chilling, and I just fucking stamp on this slug, you guys are like, what the shit is that? What the hell is this guy doing? You're thinking that he's just killing slugs. Well, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what? Maybe this is Maybe this analogy isn't going down as well as I thought it would. No, I, I, I'm I totally t- understand what you're getting right. at. I really do. So basically, I I told <laughs> I told this guy the one story about the bad date. She asked me if I thought it was mature. I explained that I thought I was kinder than I used to be. 
and I told him that I killed a fucking snail when I was younger and that I wouldn't ever do that again. And that basically life experiences, as you get older, as you or, or maybe not older, maybe it's not anything to do with how long you've been here, but maybe it's more to do with the, the experiences that you've had. And the more experiences that you've had, you can start to determine, do you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. wasn't good. That yeah. was bad. I won't do that again. And I'm not going to lie, I've never, I have never killed a snail or a slug or something pointlessly. But pointlessly, well, there was this one really angry snail that came at me. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Oh, it's like, bro. <laughs> it some abuse. But it wasn't pointlessly, do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, um, nah, so you know, you know what I'm what saying? About, uh, like, you're sitting one night, you're playing your Xbox, and a big bastard moth comes into your bedroom, flying up at your face, like... No, I can't. I can't remember the last. I'm being genuinely serious. I can't remember the last time a moth came into my house, but um, I p- probably try and like do the whole like glass thing. I did that with big spiders. See so when I see a big spider, I'm like, he's got really big. He deserves to live. Uh, I think. Like, see if I see like a wee spider. Ah, fuck him. So yeah, it's. I'm the <laughs> I'm totally the opposite. I'm like, do you know what? That, that ah, spider's got his whole life ahead of it. I'm gonna give that a chance. And like the old bastard's like. You've you've seen some shit and I think mean, it's time that we just pick it in. <laughs> On to question five, right? Yes. And do you know what? I feel like we've dealt with religion, right? We've talked about what do we feel what is what's our opinion on religion? What do we think religion is? Do we think do we think because I can feel something inside myself? I really don't think it's strong enough. No. Um. Do you? Sorry, We've kind of dealt with religion, like and stuff, and that, and and like, do we think that morally religion? is okay always or is it only sometimes okay and there's a lot that's up for interpretation but I thought it might be a good way to finish off this podcast by asking ourselves what we believe in do you know what I mean religion's all about what people believe in we've talked about what we think is right morally and we've been judging probably religions all night so why don't we just talk about what we believe in Dale what do you believe in? I'm going to find this. I'll let you use the same joke. Shares now off the cards. <laughs> um, that's a hard one. Because I believe in... What do you believe in? In terms, in terms of... Well, I'll take it, take it back to my original point with the whole faith and fear and different things like that. But the whole afterlife thing, right? Because I think that's a good point to start in because I think that's where a lot of people start with religion. It's like, what's going to happen after this is all over? With this, I believe when your heart stops beating and your brain stops working, that's it. Yeah. You're just, your dust, your bones, your skin, that's all you are. I don't think you go to anywhere. You don't your soul doesn't come at your body. You it doesn't matter what happens to you after that. At the end of the day, it's quite a morbid way of looking at it, but you're just a bag of flesh and bones. That's mm-hmm. all you are. Yeah. That's, that's all you ever are. Right? Totally fair enough. And that's, I think, with when you're here, you need to make a difference. And that's one of my main beliefs, because you, when you're here, you obviously, you're here for a reason. And yeah, I don't believe you're, you, you, you're born 
and then you're like, I know the reason that I'm here. I think throughout your whole life you make small changes and they're the most important things to to really focus on in your life because there's no chance that you're changing the world. Some individuals will do it. And I don't think... For me, I think it's like... Like, I, I, I'm not going to be the next Elon Musk or I'm not going to be the next Bill Gates or different things like that, but I do believe that you will make more of a change than them in terms of where you are, who you talk to, what you do with that time as well. Because mm. ultimately, like these guys have made a significant change for everybody, but is that on the same calibre how many people you can help while you're here as well? Like, you guys have done it in a different sense to what I'm talking about, but I think you can make mad, crazy, crazy, crazy differences with certain people, even if it's just the person that you live with, your family, your brother, your mum, your dad, things like that. So is that is that what you believe in, like helping the people around you? Do yeah. you, you, and you, you think that that's... I think ultimately that's You believe in that as the most important thing to do in yeah. life. Friends and family, that's probably the biggest thing that I'll put up, like on my, on the pyramid of things that I believe in, that's ultimately the thing that's on the top. Big eyeball at the top. Aye. Illuminati. Cool. <laughs> family. <laughs> cool, family man. and friends. All the family. That's cool. it. What, Danny, what do you believe in? I mean... Well, what do you believe what do I believe? Uh, in term, no, in terms of what I believe, I'm much the same vein of deal in terms of this time. Like, I don't think you should invest time in trying to correct or manufacture a situation where a next life is better for you. So you spend this life trying to get to there. I'm not a believer in that. Whether that be going out with a bang or um, just like doing loads of little things that are good to get like karma points of that. I just think you should live your life of what it is I uh-huh. do not agree though that the end's the end only because it's like what do you mean? well energy itself can never be destroyed like that that's it's, it's physics more than anything else it's like you can't we as entities and there's just our bodies may cease to exist whether there's more to it than that I don't know but do you think we have a soul? no is that what you're saying here? well the thing is do I think we have a soul? no do I think there's more to how we operate that we don't understand? yes like things like the consciousness and the voice inside your head is so far from what we can understand there's nothing else on the planet that has something similar. We can have a consciousness that can argue with our own conscience. You know, it's like we can have internal debates. These, I like think there's, there's probably something there's similar. stuff that, that at one point when it was, wasn't understood was thought to be the voice of God, like ah, way back when. Right, like okay. they asked what people believed the voice in your head was somebody speaking through you because it didn't make any sense why there was another voice with another opinion within your own head. Like, there's things that... Now, whether this is just egotistical from a humanity standpoint that we think we... I say we as me think that humanity is special in some sense, but I think it's fair to say 
we have moulded our history to the point of where we're at through our interpretation and controlling of elements and surrounding things. Yeah. So, to me, the next thing that we don't understand is death and the afterlife. Now, whether yeah. that's something that we have concocted and to be the truth, yeah. I'm, I, that I don't believe in. I don't think there's pearly gates or some brilliantness or an afterlife where you've been sound as a pound so you get to be a really cool thing with karma points or you've been really shitty so you are an oven tray where there's always cheese sticking to it you know so you just like I mean that I don't believe in but I think is that hell you're just an oven tray <laughs> imagine and like be. cheese is all stuck to you and yeah. you're like ah right, get the cheese off no no it's not getting the cheese off it's, it's when it's when the Brillo pads come out and you're getting oh, scratched the fuck. And you're like, you oh. have the cheese. You're, no, you're the tree. An oven tray covered in nerve points. Get Sensitive ones. Yeah. And Satan's got a Brillo pad. pad like, anyway. I was making cottage pie and it all spilled out. <laughs> fucking <laughs> cottage yeah. pie. But no, I, th- I, think, I think that there's some weird shit that goes on within the human brain that cannot be, exp- hasn't been explained. I'm not saying mm. it cannot hasn't been explained and to think that when our mind completely shuts down with our body that we cease in every capacity Mm. like I mean you could talk in terms of philosophies the fact that someone's memory you have a memory of someone is them living through you you are keeping the memory of that person alive so in, in essence are keeping that person alive do you think you're your own god? No, hundred percent no. Yeah, I see where I, you're getting that from, but yeah, no. Yeah, I, I d- definitely don't think. I whatever if there is a god, like there's clearly a biological code that's consistent on this planet, um, the way things form, the way things look. You know, we were talking about it the other, the other week there, when you know two eyes for the majority of things ball sacks hanging out tits I mean, <laughs> tits and ball sacks tits and ball sacks but I implore everyone to come up with all of the loving beings on the planet without tits and ball sacks oh, I'm sure there's plenty and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a hope or something else but I I just feel like we are much more complicated we understand less now than we potentially did about ourselves and our consciousness. I'll bring it back to myself. <laughs> then I we'll finish this off. What a journey. What a journey, by the way. I've loved this podcast. Um, it's been a proper... Yeah. Um, it's been a proper... I don't... I, guys. A walk in the park. What do you call it when you're religious and you do a walk? Pilgrimage. It's been a pilgrimage. Yeah, hey. It's been a proper pilgrimage. I don't... Yeah. I don't think there's... Just going off what you guys were saying, I don't think there's anything after death. I I, I, I also think it's really fascinating um, when it comes to human beings. I think it's really fascinating that humans only interpret the afterlife as something that's attainable for a human being. Mm-hmm. Do you not? Do you guys not think that that's just a bit mental? And religion makes that quite convenient as well, doesn't it? Because it's like 
all other living beings are only there for a purpose that serves uh, conveniently our race. But I mean, if I'm gonna, Humanly if I'm gonna not, sit, if, not, not, yeah, not not white people. I'm not one of those guys. Fucking <laughs> hell. Nobody, nobody thought that before. Nobody thought it before you came out and was like, not like Nazis. Yeah. Just don't want to get the Nazis out. We've uh, several. <laughs> don't want to get them out. <laughs> Just back in your cage, Nazis. <laughs> I think it's a fascinating thing that human beings where we obsess over the afterlife, but at no moment is there any consideration that 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 it's for any other living being other than a human and that fascinates me and 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 not only for that reason but for it's one of those it's one of those reasons that that there's no way that that i believe in that um only some religions and and it's funny that if you if you with religion since we're at the end of the podcast if you take if you take out if you what comes first humanity or religion do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like our level of cognitive ability that uh, it's only that it's only after that do you get religion it's only yeah. after that level of intelligence do you even get the concept of religion and the concept of afterlife there's no other species in this planet that we know of that that we know of that thinks of an afterlife. I mean, I, I know I know that we can't see exactly what they're thinking, but I believe, and this is like a almost like a, in a way, it's a leap of faith. Earlier on, we were talking about how people are preached religion and gospel, and they take a they, there's a leap of faith involved in in believing that, and for us and for this day and age it's, it's super common like and like you've been saying all night Danny an atheist society might be a wee bit bold like but I probably agree that most people that are our age are probably atheist but maybe they don't define themselves that way I would say I believe in everything that I just talked about but I feel that I believe in the findings, I believe in the research of the people that dedicate their lives and dedicate their every hour of their day to into the research um, of science, and I believe them. So when someone tells me, when so, when someone says to me, um, "Climate change is a problem," I don't. I don't feel ignorant enough to say, nah, fuck that, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this, I'm going to do, I'm going to continue to do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G that I, that you've told me contributes to that. But in a way, it's just the, it's just the exact same thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, with religion. So we are, we, yeah, maybe we are taking a leap of faith in that, but I, I mean, for me, I believe in the community of people that dedicate their lives to science. Um, I definitely don't believe in an afterlife. I might be, you might be able to, you might define me as agnostic. Maybe I believe in what I, in what I can see and what I 
fail. But yeah, I think that rounds the podcast off really, really well. We've covered everything, I think, over the whole concept of religion, morals and belief. Yeah, and thanks to all of our like many subscribers, we've got like tons of them now, like thousands. So you'd be weird if you didn't like subscribe. It's an international podcast. Um, I, it's kind of if you've got there, this far, there are like many, many, yeah, countries. There's a there's a religious culture many. like there's a religious culture behind us, <laughs> and they believe in everything that we say. So you're a bit of a weirdo if you're not like really into this. Yeah, right I now. mean, thank thanks, listeners. Thank you. Can't see I'm waving, but I'm waving. Danny's waving. We're all waving. We're all waving. Wave bye, 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 <laughs> bye. Dale brings in a song, and a blah, 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 and it is a song.